Let me give y'all a cheat code to start the podcast. No one is coming to save you. Let me explain. So as creatives, especially freelance creatives, we got to put in the work. There's no shortcuts. There's no there's no way around it. You got to put in your 10,000 hours plus. You guys know that's my thing, 10,000 hours plus. So I run a production company called Timeless Visionaries with my business partner and that there is no plan B. Like there is no safety net there. Like if we don't succeed, then there is no one coming to save us. Like we don't, there's not a nine to five, a stable paycheck. Being comfortable with a nine to five, there's nothing wrong with that, but it takes a certain level of confidence to be able to leave a comfortable nine to five where you know you're going to get a consistent paycheck and bet on yourself. And that's no disrespect to people with nine to five jobs because there is nothing wrong with having a nine to five and it's very respectable. And I mean, everyone's done it, but the situation that you get into is when you have a nine to five and you actually hate your nine to five, that's a problem. So in this podcast episode, I want to talk about four tips that I have for you all as freelance creatives. If you're thinking about taking that jump from full time nine to five employee to really chasing your goals and becoming a freelance creative, whether that's photography, videography or editing. It really takes a certain level of confidence to be able to better yourself and leave a comfortable nine to five. I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. There is nothing wrong with a nine to five and everyone knows that. The only problem that we get into is if you are working a nine to five right now, you're listening to this podcast, you're watching it on YouTube and you hate your nine to five or you know that there's other things out there that you could be doing instead of your nine to five and you're like, you feel like you're wasting your time. That's when we have a problem and this episode is for you. So I want to go over four tips that I have for you all as freelance creatives to make that jump from having a nine to five to being able to run your own production company or to be able to be a freelance creative. Number one, find your unfair advantage. So recently I read this book called The Unfair Advantage. You already have what it takes to succeed. When you just read the title out and you think about that in your mind, that is so true. You know what you can do. I don't know what you can do. No one else knows what you can do. Only you know deep down if you got that dog in you. And if you know what that means, you know. But no one else can answer that question except for you. So after I got done reading that book, it really did change my perspective on life. And I want to share some of the things with you all that I think you could take away to help reach your goals. So first of all, let's talk about what an unfair advantage is. So having an unfair advantage is you having a competitive edge over other people in your field of something that you do better than them. Or your unfair advantage can be something that you do better than other people's at a really high level. And in order to find out what that is, you have to really sit down and think. So I want y'all to do this for me. Once you get done listening to this podcast episode, go sit down, put your iPhone in airplane mode and set a timer for 10 minutes. And then write down everything that you're really good at. Like write down all your skills and what you think that you are the best at in the entire world and no one could match you at that. This isn't you being cocky. This isn't you being boastful. This isn't about that. This is really you trying to figure out what is your unfair advantage that you have over me and everyone else? What do you do better than anyone else when you do it? Once you figure out what that is, now you can start to try to leverage that in your, you know, in your freelance career. So after that 10 minute timer runs up and you have, you know, written down what your unfair advantage is, 
you're already like 80% ahead of most people in the world just because you sat down and did what I just asked you to do. Like it seems so simple, but most people won't even sit down and make a plan about what they want to do and the goals they want to accomplish. So you just doing that exercise will already set you apart. So only you can find out what your unfair advantage is. And I promise it makes a difference when you're trying to take that leap from nine to five to being your own boss and running the company. The details really do matter once we start to get into it. Number two, embrace failure. I know that sounds like, wait, what, Lamar? You have to know that failure is inevitable when you're trying to succeed. Like you can't have success without failure. For me, I really feel like I've been learning so much different things and I want to share this with you all on the podcast. The faster that I can fail at something shows me that, okay, I did it wrong this time. I did it wrong this time. But in my mind, I'm going to be good at it at some point. If you start to look at failure as an opportunity to learn, it really shifts your whole mindset and your perspective. And the reason I'm telling you that is because when you don't work a nine to five and you don't have a boss and you're your own boss and you have to believe in yourself, you can't stop once you fail because you're going to fail a lot. Like you have to suck at something. Everyone listens to this podcast, anyone watching this podcast, at some point when you started something, you weren't good at it. So that would be considered a failure. But if you kept on going and you push through, once you come out on that other side, it's almost like you learn lessons from that failure. And that's so important when you're going into the freelance creative business or running a production company, editing, photo, video, whatever you do for yourself. You have to understand that failure is going to come and you got to just shift your mindset to be like, okay. How can I learn from this? How can I get better? And you can't beat yourself up because, I mean, what's the title of this podcast? No one's coming to save you. No one's going to come pat you on the back and say it's going to be okay. Like you don't have that once you're doing once you're doing this for yourself. You have to be your own support system. So you got to understand that failure isn't the end of the world. It's going to happen. Learn from it. Embrace it and keep moving forward. Number three, master your craft. So whatever you do, photo, video, editing, graphic design, playing basketball, whoever you are listening to this podcast, you need to be at a certain skill level before you can expect people to pay you money for that skill. And that would seem obvious, but I hate the word obvious because sometimes it's not obvious. But the better you can get at your craft or whatever you want to do, the easier it is going to be to transition to do that for a full time living. For my example, with photo, video and editing, I did. I put in so many hours and so much time practicing on things, just random things. I would throw a tennis ball, take pictures of it, try to stop it, taking pictures of anything that I could like physically take pictures of or videos and doing different edits, just trying to get better over and over and over again. And at a certain point, I got to a skill level where it was like, I'm pretty decent at this. And once that happens, now you're in a position to where you can leverage your skill set to get paid for it. There's no substitute for experience. The podcast is less talk, more do. The only way you get better at something is to do it. You're not going to get better by listening to me on this podcast. You're not going to get better by watching videos on YouTube. You're not going to get better by taking courses. That may help, but the only way you get better at something is to actually go do it. So mastering your craft really comes down to how many hours can you put in for a skill or a task that you want to get paid for before you actually get paid for it. When you practice and try to master your craft and become obsessed with whatever you want to do, once you get into a real game situation or a client standing over your shoulder or, you know, anything where like you could feel pressure, you won't feel any pressure if you've already practiced so much that 
it's almost like second nature to you. Like imagine a basketball player, like an NBA player dribbling, like they're not thinking about dribbling. They're thinking about 20 million other things, but going between legs behind the back, they don't have to think about that anymore because they've done it 10, 15, 20, probably a million times. Like you need to take that same approach with whatever you're trying to do and whatever you're trying to chase. Number four, your exit plan. I always say this to my homeboy who's right on the verge of being able to leave his really good job that he's been at for a long time. I always tell him the best time to find a job is when you already got a job. Y'all feel what I'm saying? The best time to look for a job is when you already have a job. There's nothing, I feel like in my opinion, there's nothing worse than wanting to go after your goals and you know chase whatever you want and just quitting your job and then That's not a good strategy because you're going to be stressed out trying to figure out where money's coming from. You're not going to be able to have the mental like bandwidth to be able to like be creative or take risks because you're trying to figure out where your money's going to come from. So I saved this one for last because I feel like it's so important for you to have a plan before you exit to do whatever you're going to do. You need to have like data, like knowing like, okay, I got 10 clients that I'm already kind of helping. And if I keep those 10 clients, then, you know, I can do this and that. And then you also got to, you got to plan for the worst. What if two of those clients leave and now you only have eight clients? We, we are real people with real bills and real problems. Like the title of this podcast couldn't be more true. No one is going to come save you. I mean, you might, your mom or dad, uh, you might have people that can help you. Like we all have people that will help us. But at the end of the day, it's up to you to save yourself and to chase your goals and to do everything the right way. And that comes with a lot of responsibility and it comes with a lot of, it's heavy. It comes with a lot of responsibility and it's heavy because it's really on you to make sure that you're doing what you need to do to provide for yourself or your family. Like in my case, my daughter's got to eat. If I don't go do what I do, like I don't make any money. There's no time for me to feel sorry for myself and think that someone's going to come hand me, you know, hand me a check. I got to work for the check. All right, I'm going to leave you with this. Only you know when it's the right time to leave your current situation. There's not a rush. I feel like everyone always feels like they got to, there's never going to be a right time to quit your job and chase your goal. Like, I don't want to say dream because dreams aren't real to chase your goal or to chase whatever you want. There's never going to be the right time. Like if you wait for the right time, you're probably like never going to do it. That's again, that's not a cliche. There is not a right time. You just have to be strategic about when you choose to take that leap and have the data to prove that, okay, I'm going to do this. And here's, here's how I'm going to make it work. Here's my backup plan. And here's my plan C just in case plan B doesn't work. You really have to thoroughly think it out because it's all on you. That's all I got. I appreciate y'all listening to the podcast. If you guys want more community, want support doing, you know, doing this, join the Patreon group. I do have a private Patreon community. That's a safe space for photographers, videographers, editors, athletes, entrepreneurs. I mean, it's just a space where we learn, grow, and connect. So if you guys want to check out the Patreon, I would love to have y'all as a member. You can actually ask me questions one-on-one. I'm there for you. If you want to check that out, the link will be in the show notes. Until next time, peace.